Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Business leaders in corporate and privately held companies gain insights into trends and strategies that provide them with a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Each episode focuses on areas such as marketing, sales, innovation, or funding that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players. Where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entries or knowing how to navigate the uncertainty of disruptive developments, mind feeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation, and marketing. And we will be talking in the future much more about the important trends that are affecting the way we manage our companies in the demand to being sustainable, more environmentally and socially friendly, and becoming more empathic leaders. So let's get started on today's topic. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to, how to communicate your marketing efforts and your business efforts in relationship to ESG. For those who do not know what ESG means, it's environmental, social, and governance. It's a taxonomy that says or has the objective to motivate businesses, governments, and as well, every individual to be a bit more responsible in the way we conduct our lives, business, and so on. Which means we shouldn't be creating garbage and being wasteful. We should as well treat each other with a more civil way. Um, which means being less against um, individuals, being less against maybe people who are different than us, socially as well, not trying to create pain and costs for parts of society. So let's, for instance, disadvantaging people who are not maybe as wealthy as we maybe are, or who are my from a migration background or whatever. Because the thing is, everybody brings to the table quite a lot of advantages, talents, and so on. It's just that we have to communicate, combine it, and increase the value that we can create together. And that's the thing. It's, it's this together that's quite a difficult issue for many people. And in particular as well, of course, for big brands who are engaging in business in multiple countries, multiple regions. And these regions often have a very different kind of economy, income, wealth level, social and, and as well environmental levels. Some countries people just throw the waste in the rivers 
they don't have uh, proper waste disposal services and units. They just create huge garbage pits. Yeah, or, or they treat people badly. They um, There's a high crime level and, and so on. Now, what does it have to do with us? If you're a small, medium-sized company, a startup, or even if you're a corporate, you'll start thinking, poof, that sounds like a lot of work, a lot of money, and what's in it for me or for my company, so to speak. Now, the thing is, everybody wants to be treated fairly. Yeah, Whether you're wealthy or poor or whatever, it doesn't matter. At the same time, we want to be healthy. We don't want to have our environment broken down that we're then living in dirt and, and horrible environment. The same thing is with wars and other kind of things where we do not want to support this kind of activities. Now, the challenge for us as business people is to think, okay, where can I improve my way of doing business? For instance, can I reduce the amount of paper that I am wasting? Do I need to print out every email or every offer? No, necessarily not. At a certain point, I'll have to, because maybe I have to keep it in a folder for whatever reason. But in most cases, if I go about cleverly, most of my data processing and, and storage, I can keep most of documents digital. That's offers, my emails, and so on. I don't need to print everything out. At the same time, you still think, okay, can I maybe replace my old printer with a new printer that wastes less energy and maybe uses less ink or, or toner and, and, and uh, other kind of things? Do I need a photocopier and a separate multi-function printer? Not necessarily. How many photocopies do I do? Before, I used to do a lot. Now, I don't really need it. Most of the time, I'm scanning documents. Photocopy, maybe once a year. You see, we are changing with the years. We're changing our habits as well. Everything is changing. Before, we didn't have smartphones. We didn't even have phones. We just simply had a desk phone. And now everybody is making calls on the phone. We're doing online banking and so on and so on. But it means as well, hmm, can I improve somehow? my usage of my phones, how do I use, what apps do I leave on, so I can as well save money because I'm saving energy. I don't have to charge up my phone all the time because I don't know, 50 apps that I'm not using all the time pinging some service. I haven't used these services for 10 years. Uh, the apps are still on there. Just switch them off or delete them. That's the thing. And it comes to many other things that you can do whether you decide you use paper towels or you use recycling towels or, or there's so many things. Or you replace your car with a electric car. Yeah, let's say you replace your old Toyota with a Tesla or you buy new trucks and replace your old Iveco with a new full electric Mercedes truck yeah, or Volvo or whatever. Yeah, if you are a Volvo fan and you like driving your V70 and decide, my car is now 20 years old and I need a new one, mm, yeah, then get maybe an X, 
uh, XC90? No, XC40 has full electric now, I think, as well. Yeah, there's so many options. You just go out there, find what you like, and increase your footprint. No, no, you want to increase your profitability and your positive output. Of course, because we're wasting less paper, we're, less, we're needing to buy less stuff for, for the bathroom and so on and so on. And so many things as well in offices. As you grow your business and you'll have offices and you have more staff and so on, there are all these side costs that you didn't have before. They weren't so really realistic because maybe you're working from home and you didn't notice that you were consuming so much toilet rolls and so on and suddenly you've got like 50 people working and one big package of toilet rolls just lasts half a day it's just crazy and then you think okay how, how can i improve that yeah or you have 10 company cars how can i improve my expenses hmm maybe i am giving out uh, public ticket cards or i'm keeping to one rental company for instance um when I need a car, I then I just go and rent a Tesla from Hertz. They've got Teslas or take an Opel, Vauxhall. There are many hybrids of us from all different kind of companies, Sixth and so on, Avis. You can get them everywhere around the world. So the thing is, you've improved your footprint. You've reduced your costs. You've improved the the margin of waste that you're creating because you of course you're buying stuff and then you're throwing stuff out eventually because you've used them now you want to market that you are trying to be a better company a better citizen and so on you have to start marketing your esg efforts but why now if you've ever looked at dun and bradstreet or some other rating companies, they are now more and more companies who are being listed with an ESG rate. Now, you might think, hmm, why should I care? Yeah. Thing is, if you need some money, or if you, let's say you want to get your new car and you want to take it with a leasing contract, or you need a, a loan to open a new second office or so, and you need a no, I need to get through a year and then the whole thing starts coming revenue in. And within maybe two years, I've got the money all back in and I've completely repaid the loan. The interest rate is based now more and more on your ESG rate because the ESG rate tells the bank how much they have to pay to make business with you. You may think, eh? Why they pay, huh? Exactly. The thing is, when a bank is doing business with a company who has a bad ESG rate, it means, of course, they're doing something bad because they're investors who want to have good business will say, if you're forcing me to do business with something that's unethical, socially bad, or obviously is somehow not super-duper, as I wanted, I want more money because of the disadvantage. So the bank has to pay more to get that money so it can pass it on to you. Now, the thing is, 
maybe even if you haven't got an ESG rating in the public already published by a rating organization, whether it's Moody's, Dun Bradseed, Shufa, Credit Reform, and so on and so on. All these different companies exist out there, Hancock's and so on. Um, you have to go and build the notion that you're doing good things. There are different kind of uh, initiatives and so on where you can as well participate. With my businesses, I've participated as well as some local initiatives where we go and say, hey, we're going to do this and this and this. I'm fully committed. We are doing this. And every year we say, yes, we're doing this. And we've even added now this and this opportunity because technology has changed or maybe our way of doing business has changed. So we are making an effort to be environment friendly. We're trying as well to do something for the society and so on and so on. So um, that can even be hiring people from different uh, backgrounds, different cultures, whether you have them full-time employed, part-time employees, contract, freelancers, it doesn't matter. The thing is, the more diverse your organization is, the better for you as well. Because it's not only joy, it's cheese, right? But you get ideas and input from people from all different sides. And you eventually enjoy it much more because you have a much better opportunity than if you just have a single lane and you only see one side of the world and it becomes just black or white, but never colorful. And the colorful way actually gives you a big advantage as well when you're borrowing money. And then, of course, how you conduct your business is as well important thing. What are your, your efforts as well? Are you doing any kind of ISO certifications? Or even if you don't do a certification, you still can have your paperwork done properly. And you can say, hey, I've got a quality management system because I want to prove as well, because that's what you should be doing. So you can do that. You can promote it through having these memberships with these different organizations that are actually doing that. One thing you shouldn't do, and I'm warning you, do not do any greenwashing, blue washing, white label washing, and other kind of uh, scammy stuff. There's stuff out there you can pay a lot of money to participate and get your label, and you do zero for it. Of course, officially, they say, yes, you must do this and that, <laughs> but pay us, and then you get a label. They do not care whether you're doing it or not, but your client or people outside will notice you're doing that and they know what you're doing because everybody else does the same thing. So keep away from these things. Focus on stuff that is really proper. And yeah, there are all these kind of verification services where they charge like $700 and so on, whether you are a coach or a real estate agent and, and other kind of stuff. That's all garbage. It's not going to get you any more money and it's not going to help you communicate. <laughs> So communicate in marketing on your website, um, especially, for instance, if you have to go and actually get a loan, build a narrative about your company. Describe what your business is about, what you're doing, and as well, highlight what you're doing in regards to environmental, your efforts, uh, and social, maybe how you're hiring or how you train people, and so on. And as well, governments, you have maybe a quality management system. Maybe you have a business software that you do to monitor all the things and so on. And uh, the results as well. Because people say, well, you can buy a book about quality management, but 
or even a template. But if you're not actually applying it, where's the output? It doesn't benefit. It's like buying a business book, putting it on a shelf and saying, have a book, um, intelligence, have a book. No, don't have a book. You have a lot of paper that's useless because you're not taking that book and reading it. I read about two to four books, depending, per month. And business, technology, and that kind of stuff. Just read a book by Anne uh, Bowden, the CEO of Starling Bank in the UK, super book. And yeah, and now I'm reading a book about cybersecurity. Wow, yeah. And you have to you have to do different things. It's not only marketing as well, your own niche, other kind of things, and so on. Educate yourself constantly. Look what others are doing and try to feed every day. What I do, I try in the morning to devote one hour in the morning because at that time I haven't got any noise around me and read this book. I don't say go and read a book about... Uh, elves and other kind of entertainment stuff or, or thriller or other stuff. Do not do this, please. It's a waste of time. You're not going to do yourself any favor. So market your ESG efforts. Let people know that you care about the environment, about society and governments. Write and explain. You can even go and create sub-pages on your website where you go and take one thing and write what you're doing why you care about it, why it's important, and how you go about it, what's your mindset about it, what you believe in it, and why you think it's important. When you do that, people will find your website and they will eventually see, hey, you care, and we resonate. I think I'd like to do business with you. That's the thing. If, you, of course, you don't care and you say, I anyway throw my stuff everywhere, then, yeah, you can fake it till you make it, but in reality, you won't make it. You're just making yourself live in a whole garbage bin. And since you're not a cookie monster, maybe you should change your way of doing business and living. So communicate, show other people how you're doing it, write it down, because if somebody holds you accountable, you don't want to be found with your pants hanging down. You want to say, hey, look, look. even if you haven't touched it for two years, it's better having it than never having done it and never having spent time to think about it, what it means. And even the small things, you don't have to go on crazy and say, okay, now I'm going to sell my old car and buy me a brand new Tesla Model X for $150,000 with all the gig mix and then solar panels on the roof and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm totally dead and I can't generate revenue. That's silly. Step by step. It's more easy and affordable. And when you have the cash on hand and you have the reserves, then go and buy yourself that beautiful car and enjoy your life. And that's a great thing because you then eventually have to think, okay, do I want to buy a Tesla? Maybe you want to buy a different brand. Find what resonates with your own mindset, with the feeling who you are. The same thing if you're buying a watch or other kind of things. So for the ladies, you want to buy a bag. Yeah, you love bags, you love clothes, you love this and that, or jewelry, and that kind of stuff. Find what fits you, but buy it when you can really afford it without cutting into your company.
that's the key thing. Most people just go and say, oh, I made a 10,000, now I'm going to spend it on expensive travel and so on. And just burn the money and afterwards, oh, I've got no money left. I can't invest in advertising this month. Or I, oh, that's silly. Don't do this. You're just hurting yourself. Focus on why you want as well to communicate your marketing how you want to communicate your ESG efforts. Think about it. What does it mean for you? What does it mean for your employees, for your clients? And then you will not only increase your, your level of doing business, but you attract new clients. And some of these clients are quite high level and you would be astonished who would come to you and say, we like that, what we saw. And then they do business with you and think, hmm, it's really this way, how it's written, how it's described. We like it. I think we should keep him or her as one of our suppliers or service companies or partners in whatever. And that's a good thing. And when somebody, for instance, that happened to me once, somebody goes to you and, and notices you're so good, your business is so good, and says, I want to buy your business. You suddenly notice, well, if my company weren't that good, he wouldn't want to buy it. So I'm obviously doing something right. Or even if somebody goes and tries to recruit you. I once a company tried to recruit me to work overseas for a crazy amount of money. And that time I thought, what? Are they bonkers? A eight-figure sum? I, I just couldn't even imagine it at that time. Yeah. And that's the thing. When you communicate the way you communicate and you do it the right way, you will be astonished what you can achieve. But if you do it the wrong way, whether it's ESG, your products or services, it doesn't matter. If you make a total mess, a total donkey of you, you will look like a donkey. And everybody will think, I don't want a donkey. And they won't do business with you. So I've got a few tips after this. And I'd like to you to listen to that. And I hope some things will resonate as well as you. Use the opportunity. In the next few episodes, I'll be talking about other kind of things where you can as well increase your chances to increase your revenue and other kind of objectivity and, and business opportunity. Have a great time and listen to what comes up now. So after you've heard the current episode, I would like to just um, make a few remarks. So you've been listening to all the different episodes that I've been publishing, and I've been giving you quite some nice advice here and there. I've had some guests that you might have listened to and thought, hmm, that's really interesting, and I should do this, I should do that. And OK, I've made a list, but how do I do it? Now, that's the tricky thing. I went to many courses over the last, let's say, 30 years or so, whether it was an IT marketing, backlink marketing, uh, SOE, Google advertising, and so on and so on. And so many things you can learn. It's crazy, especially if you are not a marketing agency, but you have a small business, medium-sized business, or you've just bought a company 
and you think, okay, I have to take it over and have to improve the marketing. I want to increase the revenue and so on. It can be quite tricky. There are different areas. So we have to, of course, at the beginning, focus on one platform where we're going to do our marketing and sales activities. So the first platform, especially if you are in B2B, which means you are selling services or products to companies, you should go and focus on LinkedIn, not Facebook, Meta, TikTok, and so on. That's no point. Yes, there are people there who are usually working as well in companies who might be your buyers. But in this case, I would say you're wasting your energy and your resources. So best thing and the simplest thing, if you want to get started properly, is focusing on LinkedIn and building up your profile, your content, and all these things. Now, I released recently a book based on all the stuff that I've been doing myself, that I've shown as well other entrepreneurs how to get it done. Because the thing is, you can spend so much money on people telling you, you have to do this and you have to do that. Selling you courses, selling you uh, all sorts of crazy stuff. I once had a marketing agency. They sold me a service where the artificial intelligence was supposed to get me more leads than I was getting now already on on Google Ads, and it was supposed to cost me less. The end result was I didn't get a single lead. Of course, then I didn't make any sales, but the cost actually increased. And I compared it with my campaign that I was running at the same time for a different uh, region, and I was doing fine. Eventually, I had to kill that contract and do it myself as well for that region. And my numbers were then suddenly totally different. So that's interesting when you think of that. Sometimes people are selling you stuff that's just full advantage of them. There are plenty of great marketing agencies out there who can do a really good service for you. And I've used some of them. And they're great people to work with and deliver value and as well a great revenue. Some of them I would even say, when they touch something, it becomes gold. But even they have the limitation. And if they cross the limitation border, there's no revenue return. Or let's say no return of investment. And that's how I think. Nevertheless, this book, it's called Social Marketing. Reaching your audience so they can buy from you with trust. Trust is very important in the buyer situation and, and whether you sell online, on the phone, um, whether you're selling in person somewhere, you're on a stage or you're selling, uh, you've met people and then you're selling them through Zoom or Teams or whatever kind of platform, it doesn't matter. If you do not have their trust, it doesn't matter what you're selling, whether you're selling boots, stickers, um, models, aircraft, computer servers, phone systems, insurance policies, it doesn't matter. You are not going to generate enough revenue to survive. So this book, uh, you can get it on Amazon worldwide as paperback, ebook, of course, and hardcover. You can get it in the US, Canada, Australia, Germany, all over Europe, even Australia, even printed in Australia, which is awesome thing. And uh, let me tell you just the ISBN. I'm going to put it as well in the comments because some of you might 
get it wrong last time I, I did it as well, number the wrong number. So the ISBN code for the edition 2022, because I keep updating it every year, it's 9798488609907. Social marketing, reaching your audience so they can buy from you with trust. Simple to identify black cover at the front at the top you see a social media icons and um, yeah there's a variety of other extra material I create as well I have added as well as an add-on that you can get as well from Amazon a social media planner makes it easier to to be a bit consistent because if you start doing these things and you don't have the space to have like whiteboards and all the things you lose track it's normal you can't otherwise avoid it so the planner is nice and easy it's a letter format a4 format demanding where you order it and then you can nicely fill it out this is well a smaller version as well a pocket version which i like as well because you can always take it with you and if you're traveling you can you always find space now this book is it's actually quite heavy um and that explains as well step by step how to do the things not only what you have to do but how and why that's so important people keep telling them hey you have to do this and you have to do that and, and then they show you flashy stuff and they don't actually explain explain why now this book has 252 pages crazy crazy when i think of it how much stuff and it's really filled there are no white pages at least i don't see any here and yeah lots of screenshots pictures and i've as well marked where you have to click on things, make it much, much easier for you. I firmly advise you, if you want to do these things sincerely and properly for yourself, get yourself a paperback because what I usually like, I, I take these um, sticker markers, you know, these stickers that are different colors, and then I stick them in the books. I'm reading at the moment a book about cybersecurity, and there I mark as well different pages like that, and it's for me easier as well to find things and on these stickers you can write as well some codes and so on makes it a bit easier to keep track and the paperback is printed in grayscale the, the hardcover is color so if you want to have color and see the pictures in color then spend a few dollars more and you'll get the the color version um, of course you can go and get the paperback and then Afterwards, uh, the ebook. If you want to see exactly how the stuff looks in, in color, the ebook is well an alternative. But um, I would take foremost the, the paper version, just easier as well to make marks in it, and you can remark or put a paper in, and helps you to keep focused. So use that; it should make things much easier for you, because um, the book really shows you how to do the things, why, what to look out, which mistakes to avoid and then you can do it all by yourself and yeah i'm applying all these things are in the book as well i'm showing as well some advanced thing because at a certain point you change your strategy but that's all shown in the book <clears throat> and just do it simple when you think of it it's, it's crazy i think the book costs i think it's 20 dollars or $19, $25, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, 
the paperback, the hardcover is more expensive, of course, different print. But uh, yeah, so enjoy it. Get it on Amazon online. You can get it otherwise. Um, Barnes & Noble has it as well in the US. I think Waterstones in the UK has it and some other um, retail. Otherwise, with the ISBN codes, you can as well go to a local bookshop and um, order it to them when you have the ISBN. But the easiest thing, go on Google or look as well on my profile website. I've got meetchrisbarge.com. There you will find as well all the other books. And I'm adding some more books and some little guides that I use as well for myself, time planner and things. Makes life easier. You don't have to reinvent everything, but I like adjusting them so that it fits more to the way I do it. And it's, I think, more convenient. Fits. So just go and get the book and, yeah, work through it. Put marks and get yourself for a good start. And even if you've already started your business, increase the level how you look at and how you let others perceive you. You will notice it increases you, your outgoing way and saves you a lot of pain. Tire kickers and all the other things that you dislike in those platforms means if you approach it professionally in all kinds of matters, you have less of those issues, but you have to keep to it. Simply follow the guides and the tips and so on in the book. It's 252 pages. You can't go wrong. It's a lot of text. Took me a long time to write, but yeah, um, I have some friends in in Toronto as well who are using it, and uh, in UK, South Africa, and so on. They're all applying it and and quite happy because they just need the book. And if they have some questions, of course you can ask me. But I think the book answers it pretty well. Yeah, you could do it all by yourself. So see you or hear you soon, and have a great day. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of The Growth Zone Show with Christian Bartsch. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. 
If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media, please. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website meetchrisbarch.com. I will be adding the link into the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. On my website, you will also find the links to free templates. If you're looking for the books I have published on marketing, innovative technology, and sustainable business strategies, just simply click on publication to find my book list. The world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a business leader, you need to bypass the sandbanks that can hurt your performance. For those of you who are signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a few copies of my ultimate guide on content marketing and an ESG-compliant cheat sheet. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years and also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized enterprises and international clients around the world. The link to sign up to our free broadcasting service and the guide is at meetchrisbarch.com. That will give you access to the most recent versions of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me on Twitter by using the Twitter handle capbarch. It's spelled C-A-P-B-A-R-T-S-C-H. Yes, that is C-A-P-Barch or spelled Charlie Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel. 